Hello, everybody. This is Juan Carlos, and welcome to OCR and Edited, where we highlight amazing coaches, athletes, and everyday people from the OCR intro communities for fun, unscripted, and unedited conversations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with a lead pastor, husband, father of two, an OCR elite, an age group athlete, and a dear friend, uh, Ryan Dawson. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to uh, OCR and Edited. Um, I truly, My pleasure. I am truly uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me today. How are you, Ryan? No, I'm doing great, Juan Carlos. Great to be with you. Thank you uh, for having me. Likewise, buddy. Uh, this is, uh, I'm stoked for today. This is something, you're somebody that I've wanted to have on the show for a very long time. So I am so glad and thankful that uh, you can make some time uh, to uh, speak with me today. So, yeah, my pleasure. For those that don't know this great human being and awesome OCR athlete, you're in for a treat. So, Ryan, I'm just going to mention a few of your accomplishments. So, in 2015, Spartan, Canadian rankings, finished second in Canada in age group category 45 49. Uh, 2016, Spartan Canadian rankings for their elite, uh, finished 45th overall, 34 in men, 34th in men and second in 45-49 age group. 27, uh, 2017, Spartan World Rankings, finished eighth in 45-49 uh, category, second in Canada, 45-49. 2018, Spartan Canada Rankings, finished first in your category, 50-54. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, a couple of things happened. Um, Ontario Spartan Weekend, you and I participated in that. We yeah, did Sprint, awesome. Super, and Beast, and we sweeped all of them, uh, awesome. coming in first in our divisions. You came in first in, in all three races in your category. And in 2019, that same year, you finished the year, uh, Spartan Canada rankings, you finished first in your age group, 50-54. That's just impressive. And that's not even the topping of everything you've accomplished. So... Let's get started. Now, the first question that people are interested in knowing is, who is Ryan Dawson? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Juan Carlos. Uh, Well, I think, you know, I grew up in uh, uh, Southern Ontario, uh, mostly went to university at uh, Carleton University, uh, played uh, varsity hockey there. So I was kind of a hockey player growing up as a young guy. And uh, that was kind of my, my sport. Um, and while I was in uh, Carleton, I got involved in a, in a uh, Christian organization called Athletes in Action, which uh, helps athletes develop physically, mentally, and spiritually. And that was the thing that really kind of helped me, um, you know, prioritize my relationship with God in my life. And that sort of set a different track for me. And it was coming out of a uh, university that I joined Athletes in Action. I worked with that uh, organization for about 16, 17 years with uh, professional athletes, amateur athletes. And then uh, that's where I met my wife, Vanessa. Uh, she's an amazing uh, person. I married up for sure. Uh, she's, she's awesome. And then we have uh, two beautiful children who are, are adults now. They're uh, Joshua's 19 and Rebecca's 21. So Wow. Uh, we're kind of in that, uh, Josh is still home at university, but we're still, we're kind of in that pre empty nester stage. <laughs> and, uh, for the last 12 years, I've been, uh, I've been pastoring a local church called Sequoia community church in, uh, in South Ottawa, great congregation, very vibrant, active, committed to the community. And, uh, we just, we just love what we do. And, uh, so that's a little bit about me and, uh, yeah. That is awesome. So how did you get started in athletics and how did you discover OCR? Yeah. 
Uh, well, hockey was kind of a, you know, road hockey, you know, ice hockey was kind of my thing, played baseball in the summertime as well, but really hockey was my sport. So that was uh, what I ended up uh, playing at university, really enjoyed. I was a goaltender, really enjoyed that. And uh, so when I got out of hockey, you know, when I was finished my sort of, uh, I guess, you know, career in hockey, I, I was looking for a bit of an outlet and I was working out, but it's getting kind of tired of, you know, kind of tired of the, the, the gym a little bit and uh, was just looking for something. And I think I, I saw one of these, like, you know, this is early on, like the 20, 2012, maybe I saw one of these Spartan uh, yeah. promo videos come across my screen and um, I didn't know anything about it. It's like, it's like saw the mud and the barbed wire and I thought, man, this looks totally cool. It's like boot camp, you know? And I thought, this looks really, really wild. And so I was actually at our church the one time and I was just standing around with a bunch of the guys. And I said, uh, Hey guys, have you ever heard one of these Spartan races? And, and the one guy, a drummer in our, our band at the time, he says, yeah, I did one of these uh, last year. And he was a bit of a soccer, soccer player, not like a great runner or anything. And he yeah. said, I'd, I'd be totally down to do, do one. And so uh, there was five of us that said, okay, let's do one. And so that was, uh, we picked the uh, Mount Tremblant, the super. We thought, well, we're not going to do the easiest one, the, the 5K. We'll do the middle distance. And, um, and so we all signed up, went, stayed overnight, and uh, we trained a little bit for it. I hadn't ever run. Like, I mean, I don't think I'd run more than 5K in my whole life at one time. You know, like I just was not a runner at all. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of, we, we, we signed up and we went and I started with my buddies, but then within a you know, a, a few minutes, I was kind of getting frustrated because we were in open and we were like all these lineups and people and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I gotta go, man. I gotta run, you know? And uh, so my guys just said, go, go Ryan, go. And I think I came out of the, the bush at uh, one point, saw Vanessa, she was there and the kids were cheering me on and she's like, how you, how, how you doing? I'm like, I love this. You know, it's like, I was, I was totally, I was totally hooked. And, um, that was 2013. And then the next year kind of, you know, began to race more competitively. So that's kind of how it, it all started for me. That is awesome. So Ryan, you've been an OCR athlete since 2013. Yeah. Tell us about, about your first race in 2013 and how did, um, where was it and how did you do? Yeah, so that was the Mount uh, Tremblant one, uh, and and it was the super distance. And so I think it, it in the, you know it was about thirteen k. That's right. And um, it was it was a tough it was a tough uh, tough mountain like tough hill, and so pretty grueling, a lot of a lot of climbing. Um, but it was a kind of a cool day, a little bit cool day, and uh, it was it was the spring, and so you know it was a good day for for racing. There was a lot of mud on that course. I actually remember on that course there was this one section where we went through a bunch of well i think they were ferns actually kind of like a little bit of a, a valley in the bush a bunch of these ferns but we were in open so i think we started at maybe 10 30 so by that point you know like there's always thousands of people that had gone through there so when we got to that section like there was mud like up to your like oh my like God. you know your your waist almost and people were losing shoes and we came out of that we were <laughs> filthy but we were having so much fun so uh, I got to the end of that one, and I think it was an open one. I think it ended up finishing like 210th or something in open. And, um, and so I was like, yeah, I did okay. Like there was thousands, right? I did okay. Yeah. And, uh, but I really, en I really enjoyed it. And there was only one obstacle that I couldn't do. That was that the, the rig was right at the end. We had a swim, had to come into a little lake, did a swim, 
And then we came into the rig and uh, the rig was pretty good. The rings were no problem, but at the end of the rig, they had like a, um, a bare chain, like a big chain link chain and it got all muddy. Oh. And I think the, so, you know, you took one hand on that and you slip right off. I think they said maybe the first two elite guys were able to do it and then nobody else did it. So I had to do burpees there. Uh, that was the only place that did burpees. That was, so that was my, that was my first race. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of your best finishes in your OCR career? Yeah. Um, uh, best finishes probably, well, this past year, I think was a really, really good year for me. So, um, I, I really had fun racing. I was enjoying yeah. it. The competition was great. The age group was a lot of fun racing against guys like you trying to track guys like you down. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and so, you know, there were, in some days there was good competition in my 40, uh, or the, or the 50 to 50, 55, but other, yeah. other days for me, it's like, what I'm trying to do is I'm racing against the 40 plus guys in our heat. Right. So I don't really care. Like you, we didn't race against this, each other this year because we're different ages this yeah. year. But, uh, like I didn't care. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, I know yeah, you want to beat you. Right. That's how it goes. So it's like 40 plus let's go. It's on. So, Actually, so one of the one of the best ones I had this year was at the Calabogie one. It was the sprint. I do a little bit better in the the shorter races. I'm I'm a little bit uh, better on the the shorter ones. And so I was actually able to win the heat on that one. So the forty plus yeah. uh, was right on the. You remember that one on the golf course there, just coming yep. through. I saw one of the young forty. I think he's maybe like forty two or some one of the Quebec guys. And I think he was in first. And there was another guy. And I'm like, okay, I'm tracking him down. So I was able to actually win, uh, win that one, uh, the 40 plus that, that day. So that was a good race for me. I enjoyed that. Uh, but probably honestly, uh, you know, my, my most, uh, uh, you know, one I'm most pleased was, was the Spartan world championships in Tahoe yep. this year. I think that was, uh, that was a pretty good finish for me. It's a really tough, tough, tough race, tough conditions. And, uh, so I was able to finish fourth in that one. So, Oh, I know. And I got a question for you for that. Because that was remarkable. Uh, but we'll touch base on that. Okay. Now, now you ran uh, and competed in, like you mentioned, uh, the Spartan World Championships in Lake Tahoe. You competed yeah. twice. I've done that twice, yeah. 2015 and 2019. And the one that you mentioned was in 2019. So, But talk to us about that experience, being there twice and competing. Yeah. And how did you do in 2019? Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, it's an amazing experience, right? What an honor to be able to qualify for something like that and yeah. to go. And so in 2015, you know, Vanessa and I actually, um, it was uh, around our 20th and wedding anniversary. So we kind of made a bit of a weekend of it and had a great time. I mean, Tahoe, it's a beautiful place. And so yeah. you get a chance to go there. It's just an amazing location. You know, God's creation is beautiful. And, um, that they, the mountain range that they, you know, they have your race, uh, race out there, uh, Olympic Valley was the Olympics were there. And I think it was a 1960, maybe at the winter Olympics, so the base of the mountain is at 6,000 feet. The top is at 9,000. It's the Sierra Nevada. So, um, you know, like weather can change, like it's a pretty big mountain from the bottom to the top. And so in 2015, uh, qualified, went there. And honestly, I, you know, I want Carlos, I was just like kind of happy to like, to go, like, I just yeah. wanted to have the experience. And we had a big, we had a big Canadian contingent. There was about 60 of us there that year. 
That's uh, that awesome. The first time I met uh, Jay, Jay Price, actually. Um, oh, okay. So a bunch of others. And yeah, there was a whole Toronto contingent. So we, we enjoyed <laughs> uh, connecting. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, and it was um, a, a beautiful race weekend on the 2015. It was sunny, um, but still, you know, cool. And um, uh, I, I, I had a pretty decent race. Like I was going pretty good at 19K. I think the, the total race uh, amount was around 25 on that, on that particular one. So at 19, like I was feeling really good, feeling strong. Uh, I was tired, but it was, but it was good. But then when we came down uh, from the very top and they got us into that water. And so I think it, on that day it was probably about maybe 12 degrees Celsius at the bottom, but at the top it was so windy and uh, we got in the water and I was not prepared for that. Um, I knew it was happening, but I had never experienced, like, I think it was maybe like 52 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that really cold and then when you when you got out the the wind was just ripping and um and i didn't know at the time you know like you got to get out and and really go hard so you get your heart rate back up like i i didn't understand that and so my my core temperature started to drop, drop and yeah. i got into big i got into big big trouble uh and uh, and actually vanessa was at the top because she was watching uh, for me and the but the thing that saved that saved me was that and I had been listening to a, a, a podcast one time and um, one of the one of the Spartan pros had talked about racing in the mountains and said you know he always brings a windbreaker so I actually had a windbreaker in my backpack and uh, but the problem was uh, I was so cold and my hands were so numb oh, from no. that I couldn't I couldn't get the zippers open so I couldn't get my pack open uh, but eventually I was able to finally get it open and I got that windbreaker on and, uh, and that made a huge difference. And then, but when Vanessa saw me, she didn't even realize it was me. I was in such, I was in a world of hurt. And, wow. uh, but then I missed the spear up there and the burpees was probably the best thing for me. It was like a blessing because it, it warmed up my core. Yeah. I was able to get down and finish and, um, so, you know, hey, I finished that one. Um, uh, I, I can't even remember what I ended up finishing uh, in terms of, you know, I was in the hundreds or whatever for that one. It wasn't a great finish, but for me, it was a, it was a, big, it was a big deal. So oh, of course. it was the experience. So this year when I went back, um, you know, I was like, I, I wanted to, I was really hoping for a, a top 10 finish in my age group. Wanted to have a um, a good race because when I, after 2015 I kind of felt like oh man that mountain got the best of me man I, I want another crack yeah exactly and uh, so this year you know kind of uh, went and went with Brenda and uh, and Kat was there as well so it was a smaller contingent but but then it snowed it snowed the day the night before and so yeah the, the race was <laughs> delayed the elites didn't start because they couldn't get the trucks up to the top to get the obstacles out like it was, it was, it was bad. It was freezing. Yeah. So when we finally got going, you know, I think, I don't know, it was maybe, maybe six degrees Celsius, seven degrees. It was, it was cool. So when we got up to the top, um, it was below zero and there was snow up at the top and they get us in the lake again. And, um, it was such a tough, tough race. Uh, you know, like the, the, the cold, but I was more prepared this time. I had the right gear. I had the right fueling. I had expected it mentally. I was, I, I kind of knew it was going to be really hard, but I was, I was more prepared. So, um, it was, it was, it was grueling, but was able to get through that uh, experience and, 
uh, stop shaking, get down to the bottom and then go for the next climb again. And it just, it was just a great experience though. I really encourage anybody that has an opportunity, um, go man. It's, it's a great experience. Funny. Um, I was talking, I had John Loney, um, not Looney, Loney. <laughs> Loney, yeah, get that right. <laughs> so uh, I had him on and he was telling uh, his, you know, he was there as well. And he was telling us what happened with him and, uh, and how he missed his, his, um, yeah, the his shot time. at running with the, yeah. with the, um, with the competitors uh, for his, on his, in his division. Yeah. But he did mention that that mountain was crazy. It was really cold. And uh, he was very specific with the story in regards to what had happened, what transpired on the day that he raced um, in 2019. Um, and so I can only imagine how cold it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really tough. And when we got to the top before the swim, so the first climb, they had a bunch of obstacles at the top. They had the the, um, uh, you know, monkey, uh, the monkey bars up there, the ape hanger. So you had to get wet again, the okay. ape hanger. And, and then, um, and then they had this uh, unbelievably brutal double sandbag carry. And it's like the long sandbags, you know, those yeah. kind of unruly ones, but they're all frozen. And so you had to, like, I could barely get the second, you know, you get the one up and then you try to get that second one. And I didn't have the right technique because I'd never done it before. And so then, you know, and it was a long sandbag carry. Um, so actually, basically what I did with that second sandbag is I had to kind of arm bar it from the bottom back up to the top. And so by the time I got back up to the top with that with those two sandbags, you know, this arm uh, was completely numb and I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel the end of my wow. fingers. I still have a little bit of frostbite actually in these, this hand when it gets cold. Um, like it was just, but on that sandbag, like people were just dropping like flies. Like they were screaming for medics. People were getting hypothermia. Like it was crazy. And I just remember thinking as I was, I was, I was trying to do that sandbag, I was like, I'm not sure I can actually do this. Like it was it was, it was really grueling, but then we had to get into the swim and, um, you know, like getting your, you getting your clothes on and off and, oh man, it was, yeah, it was pretty gnarly, but, uh, good experience. And you came fourth in your age group. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really, I was actually, uh, I, I actually cried to be honest when I saw the, uh, cause I didn't know how I did. I, when I saw, I, I felt when I crossed the finish line, I had nothing left, um, you know, the Yokohama tire, you know, the big Yokohamas yeah. there, it was, they were like, uh, you did the Yokohama and then you do this like massive cargo net, ran into the village and did the Herc hoist. So at the Yokohama tire, um, I was so tired and it's on pavement. And so they're like, I don't know, I think they're maybe 400 pounds. And so I was, you know, you got to jam a finger in there to try to get it off the ground. So I, I was able to get it up the, the first time, flip it over. And uh, the second time I'm, you know, I'm getting it up and the guy's like, come on, man, bear down. And I'm thinking I am bearing down. Like this is bearing <laughs> down and the, and, and the stupid tire is not moving. Like they're so heavy. I was so tired. And uh, but I got it over cargo net, run into the village. You know, um, this is one of the first times I've ever been nervous on a Hercoise because I was just so beat, but got it up and finished. And yeah, finished fourth. I, I was so, I was really proud of uh, that race and, left it all out there and it was um it was a good field i think that it was a 
think it was a, a, a Slovak that won it maybe and an Austrian was second uh, American guy was yeah I think third and, and then me fourth. so yeah I was I was real pleased and I was like five, I think I was five minutes off the podium so you know it wasn't like it was 30 seconds or I couldn't have done I couldn't have done more than I did like I felt yeah. like that was that was my best race and I was real pleased with that. So I was, th- I was, I was so thankful. I had a lot of people praying for me, so I was grateful. And this is the first time I've heard this story from you. Um, I've always wanted to know what transpired with you uh, when you were in Lake Tahoe. And it's now I get a chance to ask you and uh, learn about it and hear your experience. And I'm, you know what, buddy? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of everything you accomplished. I'm proud of our races, you know, side by side. Or, hey, how I'll be at the front and all of a sudden you'd be sneaking behind me. It's like, oh, he got me. I, was, I, <laughs> I was, love it. I know. It's so much fun. Eh? And that's one of the things I love about uh, racing. And uh, it's been great to get to know you the last number of years. And I was thinking oh, about it. I can't remember which race it was, but you – Maybe it was the beast actually at Duntroon where you were out. In front. I think I missed my spear. You guys passed me, and so you're out in front with that other. Um, the Sylvain Leblanc. Yeah, so that the Quebec guy, at, uh, a Quebecer, and um, but I could see you guys, but I didn't want you to know that I was there, right? So it's like hiding the weeds a little bit. We heard, we heard footsteps. It's so <laughs> so funny. me and him, we were laughing both of us, and we're like watch that be Ryan. And we both looked back and it was you. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Because I, I remember when we were, you were going over that wall and I was probably maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 meters behind you guys just trying That's to stay, right. stay close, but not too close. And yeah. then you, you, you looked and you saw, I was like, oh, okay, I guess he knows I'm here now. Because it was the four of us, because I don't know if you know, Jocelyn Plumad, uh, Plumadon. Yes. Plumadon. Yeah. He's um, a good racer. Yeah. He's great. And he was ahead of us. So, but he's in a different division. Yeah. Sylvan and I were in two different divisions. Yeah. And you're in a different division and you're yeah. just, you're like sneaking up on us. And so we heard. And, and then we realized close to the end, we're looking at each other, me and Sylvan, we're like, why are we racing? Why are we racing against each other? We're all in different divisions. True. I know. But <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, we should just come together, hold hands and finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, we're all but then we decided bad. no. You're all too competitive. <laughs> We're all very competitive. Yeah. But that was the, one of the best Spartan races where all of us were together. Super fun, right? It was great. It was yeah, great. I love it. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's one of the things about Spartan racing that's so amazing is just the camaraderie, right? And, you know, I mean, yeah, you can, you want to do your best and yeah. try to beat each other. But at the end of the day, man, like you're happy for the guy, your buddy who's standing on the podium, you know, like, it's just like, everybody loves it. And, and I love that because even the pros are like that, like, you know, um, you know, just some of the, like, yeah, that's, you had Samuel on, on your, your show here and, yeah. and uh, Jesse, like those guys are, they're amazing, right? They're just so encouraging. And, and uh, you know, when, when they talk to you, you feel like, like you're at their level because they're so encouraging for you, you know, like they're just, they're so humble and such, uh, yeah. such encouraging guys and, and, and women too. It's just amazing. It's an amazing, uh, amazing community. It is. We do have an amazing community in Canada, yeah. especially in Ontario, uh, BC and Quebec. It's just, it's, yeah. the, the community is just amazing. Yeah. Everybody's amazing. So now Ryan, talk to us about your encounter with Cynthia Campanaro uh, on the trail on your first Spartan Beast race in 2014. Yeah, yeah you know, that? this this, this just kind of goes to the what I was talking about in terms of the community and how encouraging 
uh, people are and specifically the, you know, the pros and the elite racers. So I'm doing my first beast. So remember, I'm not a runner, right? So like, so the beast was like a man, like I didn't even know if I'd be able to do it, to be honest. And so I had to train for that. And in those, you know, back in, in those days, I didn't actually know anything about like proper fueling. I didn't have any gels. I didn't know about salts. Like I didn't actually know. It was actually after the race, because I did cramp up significantly in that race. I was talking to one of my buddies who do, does Ironman. And he says, well, like, were you fueling? And I'm like, fueling, what do you mean? He goes, you got to fuel, man. Like, you got you to have gels. And I'm like, really? I, I had no idea. So I've learned so much. But so... I think I was, you know, we were back in the, in the, in the trees and it was probably around, I don't know, maybe 18 K and I'm struggling. Like, like I'm just waiting, like I'm looking at my, you know, Garmin, like when is this stupid race over? Because I'm hurting, you know, I just wanted my medal. And, um, and so uh, Cynthia, cause with the women elite, they started, I was running elite. Um, but you know, at the back, you know, with like, with the guys, um, I think I, I don't know, maybe I finished 60, 65th or something that, that particular race. But anyway, so Cynthia would have started 15 minutes after me because the women elite would have gone afterwards. So she's caught, she's caught up. So, so we're running in the trees a little bit together. And I knew who she was because I'd seen her on the podium in earlier races. Right. And so I'm like, Hey, Cynthia, how are you doing? And she's encouraging me. And, and, uh, and she was just, she was awesome. She didn't know who I was, but, um, but what she said to me and it, it stuck with me, she said, um, she goes, you know, um, cause I was encouraging her as well. She says, you know, once you taste the podium, like that's all you want, you know? And, and that stuck with me. And I was like, wow, what would a podium feel like? Like, I'm like, I'm just trying to finish a race, you know, yeah. but it was kind of like a, a bit of a motivation to kind of, you know, plant, she planted a seed. And I think it was a couple of years before I actually got to stand on a, on a master's podium. It took me a couple of years to kind of get there. Um, but, but she was right because once you taste it, you know, it's like, man, I want that every rate. And that, and that exactly. motivates you when you're training. And that's one of the things I love about it because, and this, this summer has been hard because for me personally, like when I know I've got a race coming up, like it keeps me disciplined. It keeps me accountable to myself. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to come away from a race feeling like, man, I, I wasn't prepared. I didn't give my best. And so, yep. um, you know, it, it really holds you accountable. And uh, anyway, it, I, I just remember that. I actually thanked Cynthia a couple of years ago. And I said, you don't remember this, but, um, and you know, but it, she, that was, it, it, it did plant a seed for me. Yeah. You know, that funny thing that you mentioned, see, I never knew Cynthia. The first time I raced, um, I, I did a Spartan race. Um, she passed me. Okay. I didn't know who this lady was. And I was amazed. But she stopped. And she looked at me. Um, and I, mind you, I don't know who this lady was. She stopped and looked at me and says, you can do this. You can do it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Cynthia, right? And we were doing, I think it might have been, I don't know if it was out. Well, it was two. I did two Spartan beasts in Quebec, two different years. Okay. It was two beasts, and it was around the same place where I saw her. So once again, I don't know who she was. So the first time she turned around and just looked at me and says, you can do this. You can do this. You got this. You're almost there. I did it again next year, that same race. She passes me. But before she passes me, she turns around. You got this. You got this. You can do this. The reason I bring it up is because she is such a kind person. She wasn't just doing that with me. She was doing that with a lot of people that she was passing. 
She's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Oh, this happened back in 2014, 2015, uh, both races in Montreal. But every, every person, she would always um, give words of encouragement, motivate, and tell people, you got this, you got this, keep on going. Yeah. I and know. She's got a great, great yeah, heart. Such a great heart. And uh, a couple of years later, I was able to, uh, to meet, meet her. Uh, shake hands and uh, tell her thank you and we became friends so and whenever I see her uh, you know when we all get together at, at the beginning of the races or before the races start you know we all get together all of us and we say hi and it's really a pleasure saying hi to her because she was one of those people that really helped me in the, when I first got started in OCR uh, during those long races so yeah. kudos to her and uh, Cynthia you're watching thank you so much yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, now, what was your experience uh, like running with Jesse Bruce at Owl's Head? Because yeah. uh, he was doing an Ultra Beast and you were doing Spartan Race Beast. So what was that experience like? Yeah, you need to clarify, you know, me running with Jesse because that would never happen in a race, right? I see him at the start line and then <laughs> at the finish – but on this particular one, the way they had set up the course was the beast kind of went out, but we went after the ultra gang started. And so he, he was already, I don't know if he'd already run maybe 10 or 15 K or whatever. Uh, and then the loops kind of joined up a uh, part of the beast course. And so we were actually kind of going up a hill and, you know, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm trying to do my best on, on this, on this beast. And yep. And I hear, I hear somebody coming behind me, right? And, and, and he's and somebody who's working really hard. And I look back, and if it isn't Jesse Bruce, I'm like, this is probably like the first and the last time I'm ever going to be running beside Jesse Bruce on a, in a race. You know, yeah. we're not in the same race, but on the same course. But, you know, uh, like Cynthia, and you know Jess, he's just such a great guy. But um, he, 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 we knew each other. And so he looks up, and he sees me, and right away – he's encouraging me. Like, he's just like, you got this man, you're doing great. You're looking good. Like he's just, you know, he's just such a positive guy. So he's encouraging me. So I'm trying to encourage him. And of course, you know, he's at this point, he's redlining because he crushed that ultra beast. Like he was so far ahead of everybody else. Like it was unbelievable. Um, and so we ran together. I tried to stay with them you know, for, you know, a, a few minutes, it was probably like maybe two <laughs> minutes before he was like totally gone uh, because he was going, he was going faster up than I can go down. You know, like he just, he's just such a powerhouse, but, oh, yeah. but it was just a neat, a neat ex experience because um, that had never, ever happened in a race. I've seen him in the, in the start corral before I've seen him lots after races, uh, but never to actually be running beside him. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a neat, neat honor. But yeah. to his credit, he's such an encouraging guy. Jesse Bruce, uh, he's a beast. He is a beast yeah. when it comes to the OCR game. And uh, yeah, I'm so proud of him. He, he's inspiring and such a great human being. Yeah. And um, oh, he's come know, through so much, right? Uh, he's come through so much and he's, he's giving back, which is really beautiful. Yeah. And, and I'm proud to call him just like you. I'm proud to call him my friend, a dear friend as well. Um, he's the one that introduced me to OCR. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. He is the one. You know, I always tell it because I'm proud to say it. That's why. And it, 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 that we met back in 2013 doing a, yeah, something like that, doing a, 
like a CrossFit OCR event called the old course. And that's where we met long story short. He introduced me, you know, he, I asked him, Oh no, he told me he was going to do a Spartan race. You know, I should join and I should go do it. And it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Must be exciting. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I did it. Got hooked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and now here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. So, I, in the beginning, I went over your uh, many uh, many accomplishments. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned lead pastor, husband, uh, OCR athlete. Um, I know a lot of people struggle finding balance. How do you manage to do it all? Mm. Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Um, well, I think um, you know, I think you know, it, it, rhythms are really important to life, especially in this season of COVID. This is one of the things we're talking with our people about the importance of healthy rhythms, you know, every day, especially when there's so much uncertainty. Yep. So I think for me, I have some, I have some rhythms in my life. Like I actually, I, I start my, I start my day uh, in, in a time of uh, reflection, you know, reading uh, something from the Bible, spending some time praying and, and yep. just reflecting on, uh, the gifts that I've been given in my life and just preparing my heart for the day. And so that's kind of a, a consistent thing that really grounds me. Yep. And then, you know, getting time in the hills, uh, running and training to think, to process. Um, that's important to me. And it really helps me. It helps me at home in my relationship with Vanessa and my, my kids. It helps me in my work uh, yeah. in, in, in the church because obviously, you know, I love our people, but we're dealing with people and there's lots of hard things, you know, and, uh, and so sometimes that stuff just, it just breaks your heart and, and you need to just process that. Yeah. And so I think for, for, for me, those, the, it's, it, maybe it's not even so much balance, uh, Juan Carlos, it's, it's making sure that you're blending things in, in, in their appropriate ways and that you're taking time that you need to make sure that you're taking care of watching your gauges, you know, you're getting, uh, you know, you're getting the sleep, you're eating well, you're exercising, you're, you're taking time to think, to, uh, to reflect, to meditate uh, on, on the good things that you have in your life. That's really, and obviously for me in terms of my faith, it's, it's absolutely critical for me because I agree. You know, I, I need those things. And if I'm going to help others, I've, I've got to, to be in a place to receive that from God so that I can give it away. I couldn't agree more with you. This is the first time that I actually mentioned this. My, the importance for me um, is my family, mm. my wife, the kids, my mother and my father who are battling some illnesses, um, my life, but also my relationship with God. Uh, being a Catholic, um, that it's very important. Um, it's very important that I, you know, that I pray and that I stay grounded yeah. and that I help those, uh, whether it be my family or those of good friends and close friends around me, making sure that everybody's good and safe. Yeah. That is very important. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, of course. Um, let's move over now to... Uh, we were talking before we, we got started here. We were talking about how you have this amazing course in your in your property. So now you built an obstacle course uh, in your one acre uh, yeah. property. You have about forty different obstacles, including carries. So yeah. this past summer, you hosted two champion OCR races. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, for a few years now, I think maybe after that twenty thirteen first Spartan race. I'm like, how do I train for these races? And so I think I put up my first rope and then 
put up a nine foot wall. And then over time, over the years, you know, every summer I'd kind of build a couple more obstacles. I'd go to a race, see something like, Oh man, I don't know how to do that. Or I'm not very good at that. So then I come home and build it because building it's just as much fun as, as playing on them. And, uh, and so we've got some, a little bit of property and, and so we're able to kind of do that and, and create space for that. My neighbors all think I'm crazy, but anyway, it's, it's, it's fun. So we started putting some things together. And then as I got more involved with, uh, OCR and then we meet more people and, and people, you know, you start to have conversations and it's like, well, I've kind of got some obstacles. Then we started training together. Uh, most Saturdays in the spring, summer, we'll, we'll have a crew here on Saturday mornings and we, we, we train together and it's fun. And so what all circle. So it's like uh, it's one mile. So 1.6 kilometers. And so what we'll do is uh, we'll set up a, a number of different types of, of workouts, depending on your, your, your level and stage and how much, how, how long, how many dis, uh, kilometers you want to run. And then basically what you do is you'll run the one kilometer, come in and do five or six obstacles in quick succession, go back out, do another kilometer. And depending on what the, what the actual, you know, uh, courses that I set out. So, so we've been training, so we've been doing that for years. And so people would come over and I had wanted to actually put together a proper fun run, you know, just for kind of our friends and, and, uh, but I just, I did, had never gotten around to it. And then of course this summer there was no racing and I had more time and I knew everybody was just like hungry to, to race. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it this year. So we went on holidays. Yeah, I know we went on holidays. And, um, so basically the week, my first week of holidays, I spent kind of building and getting the course, uh, prepped. Uh, it was awesome. We had so much, we had so much fun. So I had to build a few new obstacles but then I had to, I taped the whole thing. So we had different gates that you went in for the circuits and then we have access to a trail run. Uh, so they did a 4k trail run at the end. So there was five different circuits, uh, 31 obstacles, including a fire jump at the end. It was, we had, we had the, nice. full, we had the full Spartan feel and, uh, and we had so much fun. We, we staggered the start. So uh, it was socially distanced and we had hand sanitizer at each going into each circuit uh, where they would do their five or six, you know, different, uh, different obstacles. And so it was super, super fun. And, um, and, and so we did, did it the first time people came, I think I had about 15 racers, just basically close friends. They came and we had a great time together. I said, okay, well, I'll leave the course up. We'll do it again in two weeks. And then that day, I think we had, we had 20, uh, racers and made a couple adjustments to the course, but it was pretty much the same course that is awesome uh, again and uh, yeah it was super fun it was actually kind of funny because vanessa my wife had said um i, I would been had been saying her the second week i said maybe i should put um like i wanted to put some water on the course like maybe like maybe i should dig like a big ditch or something or you know so they get wet right she said no 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 don't don't put water in the course so that night it rained like a monsoon like it was pouring rain when i was putting this stuff out in the morning and people were coming it was pouring rain. So all of our ditches and we had bucket brigade through the ditches. We had uh, tractor pulls. We had log carry through the, like everything was soaking wet. So all of the obstacles were wet and it made it so hard, but people were having so much fun. And uh, that's and, all that matters, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was super. And then people were so good. We, we just said yeah. just, just a suggested donation towards Compassion Canada, which is a really uh, great ministry that's helping kids, um, uh, in poverty 
and just said, Hey, if you, if you want to just give something $10 donation. And so people were so yeah. generous. And so that's what we did. So we were able to raise a little bit of money uh, for well, a great, awesome. a great cause too. And we had, we had so much fun. So I will definitely do it again. It'll be an annual event, maybe two uh, champion OCR race here. So hopefully one time you can come up and maybe stay overnight or something and then race. So a couple of questions now. I was, I wanted to go. I had my heart set on going in August, but if it, it, it fell on the day that it was my dad's birthday and I told you and yeah, I, you had to I couldn't go. But as we were, as a family was celebrating with my father in the back of my head, I'm thinking I could be doing obstacles. I love my dad, <laughs> but I could be doing obstacles. Yeah. Um, another one is, has Dominic, has Maurice uh, from Platinum Rig approached you about maybe building a, a rig <laughs> on your no, course? No, he hasn't. I, I, yeah, I'd be like, I'd be totally, totally open to that. It'd be so much fun because, um, you know, we've, you know, Dom is actually responsible for a couple of our obstacles. He doesn't even know it yet because um, the first world championship, OCR world championship I went to at Collingwood, it was this low rig. And it was brutal. And Dom was there. He built it. And, uh, and I, I got it the second time, but it gassed me. I was really, I was struggling. So when I came home that neck after that, I'm like, I got to build a low rig. And so then with the, within a couple months, we built a low rig. So we have a low rig too. So Dom doesn't even know that, but yeah, it would be because, awesome. Uh, we're, we're, all, we're always adding stuff to the course. You so. know, I love Dom. He's a sneaky yeah, little guy. guy. I, he is sneaky when he when he builds those things. And yeah. I know which one you're talking about. It gets oh. me too. Um, no, I can't wait. If you're gonna are you gonna have one this year? Because if so, you gotta let me know and I will go. Yeah, if not, absolutely. then wait yeah, for next maybe, year. Maybe in the maybe in the spring we'll do it and uh, maybe spring fall or something like that. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um so what are your thoughts? on recovery like when you've been pushing so hard uh how do you know when to take a step back so you can yeah. recover like what does your recovery tend to look like yeah that's a great question actually and you know the first couple of years um when i was spartan racing i'd be you know i was running elite and i was watching all these guys and you know you go on strava and you look you look at how much guys are running and i was kind of like oh man i gotta be doing more more miles like i gotta i gotta push and i was getting more injured and so the last couple of years, like I've kind of recognized for me in terms of what my body can handle in terms of a kilometer, yeah. uh, you know, like I have certain goals that I'm like, okay, if I can kind of maintain that for me, then I'm going to be healthy and fresh going into, into races. So as I've gotten older, what I've actually realized is I actually have to train less, but train smarter and, um, and give myself more recovery time. Cause I, I'm 51 now, like, um, it does take longer to heal. And so you just can't, for me, I just can't keep beating my body. Um, and so making sure that I have a, a lot of rest and, and, you know, have a couple good tough workouts a week, but then have a couple others where, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm stretching it out a, a little bit and then making sure I get rest days. And so, um, I'm not, I'm not running every day when I'm, when I'm in a racing, racing season. And I actually, I really do taper like before our big races, I won't, I, you know, I'll probably go five days before a weekend race, um, you know, maybe run on the Monday, um, then do a few obstacles, maybe a little bit of stretching and some rolling and stuff on a, on a Wednesday or something like that. And then be yeah. ready and be fresh for the Friday, Saturday, or the, if, if we have three that weekend, because I, I need that. And, yeah. When I started to realize that I don't actually have to put in like the 50, 60 kilometers a week 
Um, in actual fact, what that's going to do for me and my body's going to break down. Um, you know, I get into that sort of 35 uh, kilometers a week with obstacles, um, with some speed work, and I'm feeling fresh and strong. And last year was probably my best race season. So, and I stayed healthy. So that's been, that's a, that's been a learning thing. And so you got to kind of be careful on the Strava because if you're watching younger guys or younger girls and they're putting in these huge distances, um, that may not be what you need to do. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had to, I had to learn a lot and I learned a lot this year. Um, I learned a lot of the things that I was doing wrong last year that I improved this year. Um, and so, no, you're right. Um, so, and now I'm doing so much better. I'm running the way I want to, uh, yeah, my speed yeah. is good, but you're, there's you're still, fast. and there's so, still a lot more for me to do because I do have my goals just like you. I have these goals. I have these championship goals. And in order for me to get there, I need to be doing the right things. Yeah. Now you're looking great at 51. Uh, you, you look great. And truly I, you're one of those people that, and I said this before, you're inspiring. You inspired me also when I got into this, when I started learning about who you were, when I got into the age group divisions. Um, what is your take on your nutrition and how do you feel for races now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Nutrition, I think is, is really important. Like I have a, like I have a race regimen for sure. Like for me, um, I, I have a little bit of trouble, uh, you know, digesting flour. And so for me, oatmeal, for me, that's my pre-race, you know, oatmeal with some berries. That's, yeah. uh, I do that. And then Vanessa makes a, a beet juice. And so, um, we have fresh beet juice, uh, before each, about an hour before each race, we call it Josh and I, my son, Josh, and we call it rocket fuel. Uh, so lots it of is good, good for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. So, yeah, so um, basically, you know, one cup of coffee in the morning, big glass of water. Um, I'll have oatmeal with probably some berries or maybe some raisins, and then uh, the rocket fuel. And um, and maybe if I'm doing a beast, I might have an egg, uh, a boiled egg. But uh, if it's a, if it's a super or a sprint, it's just the oatmeal a couple hours before, and then um, you know, and then in the longer races. Even now, not so much the supers. Now I don't, I don't really have to do too many gels. Yeah, maybe one in a super, depending on how long it is. But if it's around 11k, sometimes you're redlining, you're going so hard, you'd honestly, you honestly, you have a hard time getting it in you. Um, obviously, one in. Yeah, exactly. On the beasts, I'm, 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 I'm really careful. I try every 30, 35 minutes. I'm, I'm going to be popping a gel to make sure my fuels um, and my electrolytes stay. And, and I'll also do the, uh, uh, take salt tabs now, which makes a huge difference on those longer races. I am so glad you said that. Yeah, it is the, so important, especially yeah, the rock, when you get older. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, what were they called? The rock? Uh, I call uh, them sodium tablets. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they, they, they make a huge difference. I haven't had significant cramping issues you know, the last couple of years on those longer races where previously it was, it was a real issue. Yeah. But you have to be careful with sodium tablets. You have to be careful your, of your intake of, of, you know, how much you take because sodium, I mean, yes, you know, humans, we need sodium, but you want to be careful how much you take because it can be harmful. Yeah. If you take sure. more than one, yeah. especially for a race, you know, um, 
so sodium is something that I had to learn about. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I was educated on that. And, you know, especially when you're doing long races, for example, you know, a beast 21K and ultra, when to take it and how much to take. You don't want to take too much because you don't want to, you know, hurt yourself by taking that because it could be detrimental to you, to you personally, your health, and, and also as an athlete. So I had to learn yeah, a lot yeah, about it. You do, and you, and you learn by training with it, right? Like you don't ever introduce something on a race day that you've never trained. <laughs> exactly. Like, whether it's whether it's a garment, like clothing, like you don't try different clothing, you don't try a different routine, you don't try different gels. Like, yeah. So you just consistently over time, you kind of find what works for you and uh, and you kind of stick with, stick with that. Yeah. I think the best thing here is uh, go see a doctor or a practitioner that can help you and educate you and then go from there. Yeah. Leave now, it at that. <laughs> yeah, for for me, it was all all of our race friends. You know, like when you begin to just helping you kind of with some of those things. And I've got a couple friends who've done Ironman, and so obviously, yeah. you know, they're they're really switched on to these things. And then I started to read more and realize, oh, okay, there's a whole science here about how your how your body uh, works and and what you can you can do. So um, that's made a big difference for sure yeah the, the fueling and the nutrition is really really important of course now what can we expect from ryan when the when the season starts next year 2021 what are your goals who are you chasing huh. i hope it's not me i'm chasing you uh <laughs> you know um yeah it's good before you know before the season starts i i will actually spend some time you know, one morning and I write it in my journal and I'll actually work through and probably list off, you know, uh, 10 to maybe 15 goals for the season to kind of keep me, uh, keep me tracking. So I'll, you know, in, in terms of, you know, where I want to finish in my age group in Canada, certain races that I want to do in terms of how I, I feel like I'd like to, you know, better a time or something, uh, uh the number of podiums. So I, I do actually set those types of goals. Um, and, and I will, you know, I will do that before next season. I mean, I'm really hopeful that we're, we're going to see a regular, a regular season, um, you know, and so for me, it's, it's about, you know, trying to better, you know, my own previous, you know, uh, races. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to, have, I'd love another shot at, uh, you know, Tahoe, like it's just a great experience. And, yeah. and, and I really, I love that mountain and it's a real test. And so, you know, given an opportunity, I've really enjoyed the, um, the OCR and the NORAMs uh, that we've done at Stratton the last couple of years. And so I've got, you know, I've got some goals related to that. Good. I had those, a chance to, to run those ones again, but mostly I just want to beat you Juan Carlos. I love having that target on my back <laughs> 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 because it pushes me. And it makes me yeah. that much better because I know that I got to train because I got, I'm, I'm surrounded by just amazing athletes, whether it be elite or whether it be age group. For me this year, I'll be doing elite and I'll be doing, I'm going to stay in the age group because I have my goals in age group that I want to complete. Yeah. I have a number of years that I want to, I, I want to try and set my, you know, play, you know, set my footprints in this sport. Good for uh, you. So I have some good goals here and having you to chase me or race with alongside buddy. I can't wait for next season. I know I truly it's can't we're wait. all going to be, we're all going to be pretty hungry in that first, uh, first start corral. It's going to be pretty special. Um, I was talking to Jay price and he asked me, uh, well, 
I told him that, you know, I would love to go to Lake Tahoe. I would love to go with you, buddy. Yeah, I'd be I, I want for us to qualify, go down there and race, because that's one of my goals is yeah, to awesome. go to Lake Tahoe uh, and race, which I'm sh- from what I gather, it probably will be the Spartans North American Championships. I think so, because if they, if they end up going back to uh, uh, Abu Dhabi, I think is probably what they'll do. Then it'll be the, it'll be a North American championship, but, um, but it, it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a world-class race because oh, yes. you know, there'll be world, you know, there'll be people from all over the world racing there. So uh, Karis and Vanessa are going to be on our side. They're watching us because we go. I, yeah, I can't would, wait. I even would, told John Loney, you, you're going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and John, I mean, I know John's hungry too because he had a real shot to be on the podium this year. At, uh, and it just, I mean, it, was, it just felt so bad for him. Uh, yeah. That uh, it got all messed up with the timing. And, and you know, I, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a crazy day. And, uh, but anyway, it's, it, it happens and it'll make, it makes them hungry, right. For the next time. So, of course. Yeah. Um, is there anything that, anything else you would like to mention that, uh, I might've neglected and you give any shout outs? Yeah. You know, well, one of the things that, that, um, that I love, you know, obviously in the, in the work that I do as a pastor, you know, like, um, uh, I love obstacle course racing because I think it's an amazing metaphor for life. It is. You know, that, that, you know, we all have our struggles in life and yet, yeah. you know, uh, there's an opportunity in each obstacle. There's a, there's a, there's a growth that happens in each struggle. And so, and we see that in races, right? You know, the, the tagline, you know, you'll know at the finish line. Well, in life, it's like when you get through those challenges and obviously as a person of faith, I believe that, you know, God's with us in those challenges. If we lean into him and he helps us, but we get to be we get to overcome. And so that's one of the reasons why I love it because I feel like it's a, it's a, a tangible outlet for what I really want to build my life on in terms of what I believe and the values for my life. And, and my life verse is actually from a, a book in the old Testament called uh, Habakkuk and it's three nineteen. And it says the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me sure footed like the deer able to tread on the heights. And so it's like, Hey, Spartan racing it's in the Bible. And, you know, and because, uh, you know, God gives you the strength to be able to, to, to run on the, on the hills. And so I think about that when I'm racing and, and, uh, and I think it's just an amazing, that's why I just love to invite people into it of all walks, whether they're, you know, you know, a really high performance athlete or whether they're just somebody that's just learning how to, you know, to, to get into fitness. It's a great experience because it sets them up like, Hey, if you can do a Spartan race, like the thing that you're leaning into this difficulty, you know, in your family or this situation or health issue or work issue, like you can overcome that because you've had these, these positive experiences of difficulty that you've overcome. So for me, uh, I think it's just a great metaphor for life and it fits perfectly uh, with what I do every day with people just trying to help them maximize their potential uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And so it's been a, it's been a joy to be able to, uh, to, that's awesome be a part of it. I'm just so grateful. If people yeah. are looking to find out more about you, uh, where can they go? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook, so you can look me up on Facebook. I'm not, I'm not hard to find there. And then uh, there's some stuff on our uh, church website as well, which is called Sequoia Community Church in Ottawa. We have an app as well. Um, and that's uh, Sequoia, like the, the big redwoods, uh, the tree. And yeah. so you can, you can find me there and, um, yeah. So, but yeah, reach out, uh, send me a, 
you know, message me or come, uh, come train some Saturday morning uh, with us. If people are in the area or they want to drop in, uh, they want to, they need a place to stay. They can stay with us and then train the next morning. Uh, we, we, we'd love that because we just love meeting people and we have a lot of fun here. So that's an open invitation. I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, we'd love Ryan. to see you guys come up sometime. Oh, buddy, we can't wait. Uh, me and Karis can't wait to go up there. Yeah, be awesome. So it's been, Ryan, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. I mean, I learned so much. And like I said before, you know, you're truly an inspirational uh, person and athlete and uh, just grateful to call you a friend. I wish you the very best in your training to you and the family. Wish you guys all the best. And hopefully that I will see you out there racing to cheer for you because I'm also a fan, but also to race either alongside you or against you, buddy. That's it. Juan Carlos. Because we love it. <laughs> Thank you listeners and everybody watching. Uh, I hope you guys learned as much as I have. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Ryan, once Thanks. again, Thank you Thanks for so making much, Juan Carlos. Thank you for making the time to speak with me today. Uh, enjoy your evening. Uh, say hello to Vanessa and Joshua and everybody. You take care and uh, I'll see you soon. All right. God bless you, brother. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye.